I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe He'll come again And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then Is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham Hello everybody, come on in here and join us You know what we're gonna talk about today? Faith! <laughs> Glory to God. This is the Covenant Living Broadcast. I'm David Weeder. This is my wife, Lynn Weeder, and we sure are glad you're here today. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll get right into today's study. Father, we thank you for this another opportunity to share your word, to teach the principles and operations of the kingdom of God, of which you have so marvelously placed us so that we can live in victory, so that we can live by faith. Thank you for revealing to us more and more and more every moment by moment how to go from faith to faith, from glory to glory in your word and in your ways of doing things. It's so good and so grand we thank you and praise you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, if you need to, it, I don't know when you're watching this. It could be early in the morning. So if you need to, hit pause and go grab that cup of coffee and then come on back. All right, here we go. We are going to talk today, you know, where it comes to faith and really the things of God in general, faith begins where the will of God is known. Yeah, because if you don't know if it's His will, you don't want to go against Him. Exactly. And faith stops at the question mark because that's the definition of faith. It's fully persuaded. We can't fully persuade it and have a question about something at the same time. And so, that's so, so funny what you said about um, you don't want to be believing for God for something that's against His will. And there's whole denominations that don't believe it's God's will for, for you to be healed, but yet they go to the hospital and they go to the doctors. You know, if you're so mm -hmm. determined that God sent the sickness, just lay down and die with it. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, the question that actually, when it comes really down to it, somebody may not tell you, it may tell you that they don't believe it's God's will, but much, much, much more prevalent is the question mark. They're just not sure whether it's God's will to heal. And, you know, I used to think that that was the big question, that, you know, most people were like the leper that came to Jesus and said, Lord, I know you can, but I don't know if you will. And Jesus' response to that was, in one translation, I believe it's the New Living Translation, he said, of course I'm willing. Well, yeah, that's what he came for. John 10, 10, I came that they have life and have it more abundantly. But, you know, I used to think that that was the biggest issue mm -hmm. in the body of Christ was they knew, of course, God is God. He's able to. They just didn't know if he would. But did you know, and I, this, this came to us as a surprise to me, but there was a recent poll this taken I, either earlier this year or maybe last year. Uh, and... The respondents to the to the poll said that they they just they believed that there's 
was a god, but they really didn't think he was uh, all-powerful. They, they just really didn't think he was all that. He's just kind of a figurehead type thing. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> he is the almighty God. And he's willing to heal. And he's willing to prosper. And he's willing to bring salvation in all of its forms. But we're not going to take my word for it. We're going to take <laughs> his word for it. So turn over to 1 Timothy chapter 2. See, I got the jump on you. I already had it marked. 1 <laughs> Timothy chapter 2. And uh, we'll just start in verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and givings of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. So who are we talking about? We're talking about God our Savior. Who? So that's who. Will. So we are talking about the will of God who will have all men, all, all means all in every language, all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth or the knowledge of the word. Thy word is truth, Jesus said. And so we see right here that it's God's will that all men be saved. And we've discussed this many, many times. We're going to look at it again briefly. Uh, Lynn's going to read the definition of that word saved in the Greek according to uh, Strong's Concordance. It's from the word sozo, which means to save, deliver, or protect, heal, preserve, save, do well, be made whole. Be made whole. So as you can see, being saved, most people think of as being born again. That's what they really are thinking of, is being born again. But saved, salvation, is an entire package that includes, includes not only the recreation of the human spirit, but also mental soundness, emotional soundness, peace, uh, physical protection, physical healing, physical health. And it's God's will that all men, be saved. Well, then how come they're not all being saved? I am so glad you asked because that's going to be the primary subject of this week's broadcast. And it ties in to Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4. So turn over there and we will see a, the tie-in here. It says in Habakkuk chapter 2, and, you know, in, in verse 4, hey, I was already there. Praise God. <laughs> Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Now, I, wanna, I want you to notice here some simil similarity. It's not exactly the same word, but I want you to notice... Remember the definition of sozo, preserving, being made whole. 
reviving, basically. Listen to the definition of the Hebrew word that is translated live. It means to revive, to keep alive. There's your preservation, but it actually goes on to say preserve, repair, restore, and the same as the last definition of sozo, this last definition is be whole. And so here we actually see the answer, even though it's God's will that all men be safe, be preserved, be restored, be replenished, be made whole, only the ones that live their lives by faith for life for living, receive it. There's a, that's the only way that you're going to live the successful life that you read about in the Word is the just shall live by his faith. The just shall experience salvation by his faith and by his mouth. Romans chapter 10 says, with the heart man believes, with the mouth confession is made unto what? Salvation. Salvation. Sozo. Life. This life that we live has to be lived by faith. Or you don't receive it even though it's God's will. Most people, when they pray those, you know, those scattergun shots, you know, and even... They even attempt to pray the way Jesus instructed to pray, but with the wrong intent. Jesus said, pray your will to the Father, will your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But a lot of people don't understand what that means and they just say, oh Lord, whatever your will is, be done. And then whatever happens in their life, whether it's destruction, famine, poverty, whatever, they blame that on the will of God. But they don't know what the will of God is. It's that all men be saved. It's that he sent Jesus so that we would have life and have it more abundantly. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. It's not his will. But his will has to be laid hold of by faith. And that's why we are big on faith around here. You know, Brother Hagin, that's, I mean, my, a lot of people thought he wrote Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24. But he, he didn't. But boy, well, he brought a lot of, the, the, he brought a lot of revelation that the Holy Ghost gave to the body of Christ concerning faith and convert, concerning those scriptures. And, you know, people used to ask him, don't you know anything but, 11, <laughs> but Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24? He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I know a lot of stuff besides that. Well, why don't you preach it? Well, I can't preach that till you get this. Because the whole kingdom of God operates by faith. Everything, every bit of it. Well, I'm thinking about the Romans 10, 14 through 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That helps us know his will. Just like with our kids, we talk to them. They communicate back and forth with us. And the ones that talk back and forth to us more know more about, well, why did you say no on this? And why did you want me to do this this way? 
-hmm. and we're able to explain it. Well, this is God talking to us. Yeah. This is God explaining how he wants things done and why he wants it done that way. Well, and it, just like any man of integrity, any honest man, his word, what he says, is what he wants, mm -hmm. is his will. He's not going to will one thing and say another thing. You know. So where he says in 3 John, brethren, I pray above all. That's not John. It is John writing, but... All scripture is inspired of the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost saying it through John. Well, what do you mean the Holy Ghost is praying? Uh, excuse me? Jesus and the Holy Ghost ever live to make, to make intercession for us. Do you not think? Oh, my goodness. You should get up every morning and say, Jesus, <laughs> I receive everything that you are praying for me today. That's what Romans 8, chapter 8 says, the Holy Ghost. Turn over there. You need to see this. Romans chapter 8. And look at verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Now, if you unravel the, the Greek there, it actually says the Holy the Spirit lays hold together with us against our infirmities. Well, you bear that up with a second witness. It says, if God be for us, who can be against us? He lays hold together with us against our infirmities. For we know not... Uh, what we should pray, well, excuse me, let me back it up. We know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself, should be Himself, the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Jesus is praying for us. He ever lives to make intercession for us. The Holy Spirit is praying for us. We don't know how to pray about a situation necessarily, but he knows the key issues. Man, every day of this world, you should be saying, Lord, whatever you prayed for me today, I take it. I lay hold of it. I receive it. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And Holy Spirit, thank you for laying hold together with me. Well, if he's laying hold together with us, there's the two where two or three are gathered together in my name. There am I in the midst of them. Well, and a lot of times as you're praising God for that answer and that solution, a certain Bible verse will come up to you that you can then use as a tool to apply to that situation. Don't just blow it off when like a little phrase will come up. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah, where was that? And Google <laughs> Bible and those two or three words that I heard it. Then I look through. Oh, yeah, there's the verse. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And, and, and that's the practical application of all of this. Yeah. And that's the biggest that's the biggest thing that we're wanting to get across to you is that this isn't a book of stories. It's not a, a book of 
of like I like I, I it's been big in my heart. This is this isn't a, a system of beliefs, a, a system of ideologies uh, showing you how you should conduct your life in general. It is that, but it's so much more than that. It is specific, usable tools and weapons that you use, and you would think people would understand that with the the uh, weapons of our warfare and the armor of God being, you know, these are to be used. The, the, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, is a weapon to use in this life for total victory. Um, it, it, the, the, the concept of religion, and, and it goes back to that, looking at the self and the Word and then forgetting when you look away from it, and it becomes a concept to you instead of a reality. And that's really the purpose of this life is to teach real people. Um, the purpose of this ministry is to teach real people just like you. The people that are doing laundry in the morning and they go to put laundry in and the laundry detergent spills all over the floor. And I mean, just real people dealing with real things and real problems. How to have real faith, unfeigned is what the Bible says, real faith, in a real God to achieve real victory in every area of life. And I just summed up, that is actually, you go to our website, it's on there. That is the mission statement of David Weeder Ministries is to get you the tools and weapons and the understanding of using them to achieve that victory. God's given it all to us, all things. Every good gift he's given to us and everything that pertains to life and godliness. So why don't we have it? Same reason not all men are saved. Because they, they, don't, they haven't laid hold of it with their faith. And we went over, oh, wow, weeks and weeks ago. Go back and find it. We don't have time to do it today. But we went over, why do you study by faith? And this was... A big one, the, because it's how we live our life inside this kingdom of God that we've been placed into. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You, it's like Lynn was saying a minute ago. You can't believe for God, but believe for something if you think it might not be God's will. And so the more, this is why God, this is why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the preached word of God is because this is God's will. And the more you know it and the more you study it, there's, there's a lot of scripture in here. And even beyond the written English words is the revelation of the Holy Ghost in those words. And the more you know, the more the Holy Ghost can say, hey, and quicken that one, bring it back to your remembrance in a time of pressure or a time of emergency and say, put this in your hand and stick it to the devil and win again. That's the way you do it. And being preemptive with it so that you have put those things in place before the mm -hmm. emergency situation. Yeah. Well, there was a time just recently, our daughter was getting ready to go to work. She went out, she got in a car. Now I pray over my family all day, every, well, not all day, but every day. I pray in my, over my family, I plead the blood of Jesus. It was in the early in the morning. It was before my prayer time. She went out, she got in her car, she pulled away and the Holy Ghost said, hey, plead the blood over her and post the angels around her car 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. <laughs> nothing happened. I, you know. And it wasn't out of fear. It, I've Absolutely. seen people who pray a, a prayer, uh, the same thing over their kids constantly out of fear. And that's what Job did. Well, and I intended to bring this up um, previously when we were talking about corresponding actions. Mm -hmm. Look, I started, and I did talk about this part. Fear is the same spiritual force as faith, twisted in exactly the opposite direction. And, I, and then I use this illustration, the fear of a dangerous animal. Let's just say, I mean, you know, we're in Texas. The fear of a rattlesnake is faith or confidence in that snake's ability to inflict harm and damage and possibly death to you. Okay? So, when you put corresponding actions with faith, then your faith is alive and working. And I gave the illustration of uh, a young lady that came into our clinic believing she heard the word of the Lord in a dream. That if I put my hands on her and prayed, the Lord will heal her completely from a stroke. Well, she could have woke up the next morning and said, wow, that was, this a, that was a wild dream. I wonder what I had for dinner last night. And not done anything to it. And she'd still be suffering from the symptoms of that today. But she put corresponding action with the word of the Lord that she received. She picked up the phone. She made the appointment. She came in. She did everything that it took to get there. And... As she had believed and put corresponding action with, it was exactly that way. I laid my hands on her. The power of God hit her body, and she walked out of that room perfectly healed and whole and handed her walker to her mom. That's the, the, the life that corresponding action puts with faith. But the same, listen to me very closely, the same can be done with fear because it is the same spiritual force. And if you put corresponding action with your fear, even if it's prayer in fear, you will bring that fear alive and it will produce the not undesired end result. Ask Job. Job got it in his mind and on his heart that his children may be cursing God. You go back and read that. It didn't say they were. He said they may, it may be that they are. And he started doing <laughs> sacrifice, the Bible says, continually. He wasn't doing that sacrifice in faith. Matter of fact, in, in chapter three, it says, that which I so greatly feared has come upon me. He put corresponding action with that fear and even in doing a righteous thing in the act of making sacrifices, but he did it out of fear. And and, it, it, and I mean, Satan works the same way. I mean, Job was about 6,000 years ago, and he was afraid that his kids were doing something bad that would bring them harm. It's the same devil. Yeah. It's the same devil with the same tactics, and we are not ignorant of his devices, the word says. Now, let me show you one other thing, though, because people try to justify fear 
as wisdom. And you have to be led by the Spirit. Let me go back to the snake illustration, okay? If you're going to be going out hiking or hunting or whatever in an area that's just known <laughs> for its high snake population, you know, put a pair of snake boots on, okay? But it crosses over into fear if you refuse to step outside your door because there's snakes out there. Now you're putting corresponding action with the fear. See the difference? Now, I could I put corresponding action with that word and the prompting of the Holy Ghost over my daughter saying, oh yes, thank you for reminding me, sir. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over her, over that car ministering spirit sent forth to minister for me. I position you in front, behind, above, below, and all sides of that car. You see to it that no harm comes to it. It bumps nothing, nothing bumps it, and she will arrive safely, unhindered, unmolested of any in any way. Instead of saying, oh, God, oh, watch over my baby. Oh, she's going to die. Watch over my baby. Well, some people call that praying. It ain't. <laughs> but some people call that praying. But they're putting fear, corresponding action with their fear. And it's liable to get your baby killed. Don't do that. Don't do that. Praise God. Well, we're about out of time again. <laughs> Man, these just broadcasts just go. But it's all about living life in the kingdom. It is all about living life in the kingdom. But you got to get in the kingdom. There's a first step. There's a first step. And it's an easy step. It wasn't easy for Jesus. He went through hell, bless God. But he bought and paid for it all so that it's easy for us. So whatever you're doing, don't turn it off now. Stay with me. You need to hear what I'm about to tell you. Hey, I want to read something to you out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, and starting in verse 3. May blessings, praise, laudation, and eulogy be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual given by the Holy Spirit blessing in the heavenly realms. Now, this is an Amplified Classic Edition. Check out this next verse. Even as in His love, He chose us, actually picked us out for Himself as His own in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be holy, consecrated, and set apart for Him, blameless in His sight, even above reproach before Him in love. Glory to God. He chose you, picked you out as his own. John 3.16 actually says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall be saved. You're a whosoever and you were picked out. I want to invite you to become a member of the family. Romans 10, 9 says, You shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart you shall be saved. Pray this with me today. 
Father in heaven, Father in heaven, I receive Jesus into my heart. I receive Jesus into my heart. I confess him as my Lord. I confess him as my Lord. And ask you to take my life. And ask you to take my life. And do something with it. And do something with it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Welcome to the family. Thank you partners and friends for helping make these broadcasts possible. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, be sure to follow us on Instagram, and you can also listen to our broadcasts on iTunes. Contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380 to send praise reports, request prayer, or for more information about our ministry and how to become a partner. From a covenant,